0: Welcome to the home building hero. I am your host, David Bellman. Thank you for tuning in today. Our topic is first time homebuyer mistakes and how to avoid them. So you're thinking about buying a house. It's exciting, right? It's, it's a big deal. But it can be frustrating. And it can also be a lot of stress if you don't know what to do. So, on this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the different things that you want to avoid doing so that you don't make a costly mistake or get yourself into trouble. So, first off, to get started when you're going to buy your new home, the first and most important thing is to make sure that you get pre approved. Okay. So, you need to go to a bank and make sure that you can afford what you think you can afford because you can look online and things, but until you actually talk to a lender and they look at all your debt and they look at you know, your finances and your tax returns and all those things, you need to make sure that you can afford the houses that you really want. So not only getting pre-approved, but also make sure that you get a pre-approval letter before you go out and start looking at these homes that you want. Because if you don't have that, you know, and all of a sudden you find one that you like, and all of a sudden you hear that there's someone else going to write an offer on your home, well you might lose out on that house because you're not ready to go. So make sure that not only are you pre-approved, but you have a pre-approval letter ready so that if you need to jump and write an offer on a house that you've got your paperwork in order. The next big first time home buyer mistake is taking on more than you can afford. So even if you can make that monthly payment, you've been pre-approved and you buy up to that amount that you're pre-approved for, you gotta be careful that you're not stretching yourself too far financially. So you also have to plan for future debt that you might incur. So if you're planning on starting a family right away, or you've got a child that you need to save for, for going to college, or maybe you're going to buy a new vehicle, or heck, even if you're buying this home, you're going to maybe need to renovate it or put new furniture into it, all those kind of things. If you're going to need to take out additional debt beyond your mortgage amount, you need to make sure that you're comfortable with those numbers. So if you are gonna add some of those things, you may have to reduce how much you're going to spend on your new home so that you can afford those other things. And I would always recommend if if you need assistance to talk to a financial planner that can help you work through that process. The next first time homebuyer mistake that is made is not shopping around. Now you might say, why is this? Well, you know, especially with the lender, you've got to make sure that you check with more than one lender. And the reason is is that although you know, the lender that you're probably gonna work with will get you everything you need and get your pre-approval letter, that doesn't bind you into using that that lender. Although it is a good idea if you can use that pre-approval letter, you don't have to. So what you may wanna do is is, is check with three lenders. That's what I would recommend. Get three lenders that you can talk to because they all have different programs, they have different rates, they have different fee structures. And you want to know exactly what you're getting into with each lender and also just find one that really seems to represent your best interest that you feel comfortable with. A lot of times, it's a bank you're already doing business with. So start there and then check around. Now, if you're going to build a home, then you will probably want to work with a bank that specializes in new construction. Usually, that's a local bank. The other thing I would recommend too with lenders is trying to avoid just doing online only lending because a lot of times, although their rate might be a little cheaper, they typically have a lot of fees and, and it's a little more inconvenient to work with. And plus, if there's a problem, who do you deal with? You know, it's it's challenging. It's nice to have a loan officer, somebody that you can pick up the phone and call and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is the challenge I'm having. How can we solve this? So that would be my next tip. The next mistake that first time homebuyers make is putting off buying a home because you don't have a, mo- a huge amount of savings. Today, you can buy a home, and many programs are out there, with down payments of 5% or less. So you can buy a home. You don't need a huge down payment. Although, obviously, if you can put more down, I highly recommend it just because that's going to um, take some worry away. It's going to be a lot easier getting everything approved to the bank, and you may not have to pay... PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, if you have a larger down payment. But there are programs also out there that will help you qualify for the down payment. So sometimes there's first-time buyer incentives or special financing out there because of maybe where the home is located. It might be a redevelopment project, and they've got some special financing out there. So make sure that you look into those options because there is some some good opportunity out there for you to um, get into a new home for a lower down payment. The next mistake that first-time homebuyers make is draining out their rainy day fund. You need to have a rainy day fund and you need to keep that stocked because things can come up all the time. And you don't want to blow through your whole savings just to make that down payment and then all of a sudden the next day your car breaks down. Or You know, something happens where you need some of that reserve money or somebody gets sick and you've got some medical bills or whatever the case may be, don't drain out your rainy day fund. You need to have some money set aside. And the other thing is you want to have some extra money set aside again, uh, like I mentioned earlier, just for when you buy that house, because there is going to be things you need to do and put into it before it's you know, moving ready for you, so to speak. So don't drain out your rainy day fund. Make sure that you've got an ample amount of money set aside, um, not only for living expenses for a couple months, but also just things that could come up uh, randomly, like fixing your car or those medical expenses, like I mentioned. The next mistake that first-time homebuyers make, and please don't do this, don't buy the very first home you see. You might be looking online and you found the one, and it may very well be the one, but don't write an offer on the very first house you see because you're gonna regret it. And the reason you're gonna regret it is you don't really know what else is out there. And even if there's a lot of interest on it, don't do that. Try and check out a few homes, You know, whether it's three or six or maybe 10. I don't recommend going and looking at 50 homes. You're kind of wasting your time and you're wasting the realtor's time when you do that. But make sure that you look at a handful of them. When you're looking online too, before you just set up a showing on every house, look online, get the address, and drive by it first because there's going to be some where you actually drive by and go, oh gosh, there's no way I'm living here. So make sure you do that first. Drive by everything. You probably eliminate a few of them right off the bat. Focus your list down to a couple and then go look at them. And it may very well be that that first home you see is the right one, but you know, just just take your time. Make sure that you've got, you know, got what you want, and make sure that you're meeting your needs. You know, make sure the home has everything that you want in it before you write that offer. And that leads me to the next uh, mistake that first-time homebuyers make, and that's looking for perfection. Okay, there's no such thing as a perfect house. I'm sorry to tell you that, but there just isn't. You won't find one that's 100% perfect. So you're gonna especially probably find things out there that might need a little work, especially being a first time home buyer. It's, they're not gonna be perfect, okay? They're not gonna be like mom and dad's house. It's not gonna be like your dream home right away. It's going to probably need some things, some, could be need some remodeling, could just need some renovation, could just need um, some brand new carpet and some paint. But don't turn away a really good home that meets all your needs. You know, like the right location, the right size, Fits in your budget, you know, maybe the right school district. Don't immediately pass off one of those homes just because you don't like the carpet or you don't like the way the paint is on the home or maybe the cabinets in the kitchen. Those are things that you can change pretty easily. If everything else is checking all your your need boxes, uh, but maybe you just don't like some of the aesthetics on the home, you know, for a fairly small amount of money and a little bit of elbow grease and a little bit of hard work. You can make that new home the way you want it. You can make it just right. So don't pass on something just because of a few appearance items or even just maybe it could be a little bit dirty or might just need some, some love. And, uh, you know, if that's the only thing that's out there and it hits all your needs, that might be the one. And of course, the other mistake that homebuyers make, first time homebuyers, especially, is waiting too long to write an offer. Especially nowadays, the market is very, very strong. There's low inventory. And if you're looking, especially in the starter home area, especially the homes under 300,000, when you find one that works, like I said, of course don't write on the first thing you see, but you know if you've looked at a few and all of a sudden you find one and you're like, this is pretty good, I think this is the one, write your offer, get it in because things move quickly. And a lot of times, Uh, Once you get an accepted offer on it, that's it. The property's off the market. Unless something crazy happens with their financing, that deal is going to happen and it's going to go through and you could lose out. And that is the worst when you you found the one, you found the house that you really, really want, and then all of a sudden you don't get it. That can be super frustrating. And then the other hard part is then every time you go and look at another house, you're going to compare it to this one home that you lost. And the other thing is, is write a good offer. That's another mistake that first-time homebuyers make. It's like, well, I really want to make sure I get the best deal possible. And, and that's fine. Everybody wants a deal. But you have to understand that if you write a really bad offer, like a really, really low offer, you're not doing anyone any good. You know, you write an offer for $50,000 low. You know, just because you want to start low and work your way up, if you write too low, one, you're going to be insulting to the person that's selling home because remember it's their home they've lived in it they have memories in it but two when you write that low even if they come back you know you're probably not going to get their best deal you know write something that's more reasonable show that you're actually earnest about buying this home that you really do want it and um you know hopefully from there they'll accept it or you might have to go back and forth one or two times but you'll probably get a better deal than if you start really low because that usually just leaves a bad taste in the seller's mouth from the beginning, and it becomes sort of adversarial throughout that process. Then, when you get to your home inspections and all those other things, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, now you're, you know, now where are you trying to, to chisel more money off this house? You know, you, you want the home, write a decent offer on it. In fact, if it's in an area of high demand, you might have to actually write the offer for more than asking price because that's just the way the market is right now, and a lot of times. That even won't do it. We might write two, three, five thousand dollars over asking price. You may also have to talk to your broker about putting in what's called an accelerator clause. And an accelerator clause, what it does is it, it will say, This is the offer that we're going to make on the home. But if there's another offer, we agree to increase our price by X amount of dollars. It could be ten thousand dollars, could be five thousand dollars, could be twenty thousand dollars, whatever you want to put in there. And um you can also put in the increment so it sort of turns into like eBay where you know it, it the the bids will accelerate up until it hits the highest number. So if let's say you say in your bid you're going to go 10,000 over and then someone else puts in an offer with an accelerator clause and they go 5,000 over as soon as you hit that 5,000 plateau you go up to $6,000 let's say and now you've gotten the home. So you didn't have to spend the whole 10, you had to spend the extra six to get it. But of course, it's worth it. If that's the house, that's the one. So those are some of the common mistakes that first time homebuyers make. And if you found this podcast to be very informative, and you want more information, we do have an article on the Bellman Homes website. So www.bellmanhomes.com. That's B-E-L-M-A-N homes.com you can go onto that website and you can read our article on the common first-time homebuyer mistakes and of course if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more make sure that you subscribe we're on multiple channels and we have new podcasts dropping every monday wednesday and friday and we've got tons of great topics so i want to thank you all for tuning in and have a great day